You're listening to Fight in Progress. With your hosts and stress coaches, founder of Under the Shield, Susan Simmons, and TomTheBomb.com. Fight in Progress grapples with the internal and external struggles in the daily lives of our men and women in law enforcement, the armed forces, and first responders. Tackling the tough topics and supporting those who support us. We hear you, and we're here for you. Welcome back to Under the Shield presents Fight in Progress. Isn't that right? It's right. Is that what it is today? You got it. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Where are my applause? Where's the audience? <laughs> and here we are back in the Chris Ferrar podcast studio. Um, again, a big weekend. We just uh, had our second annual Chris Ferrar softball tournament. That was a huge success. Yep. And... Uh, Sorry, PD, y'all lost again this year. Yeah. Tempe PD got beat out by Chandler they, Fire. They got close this year. Yeah. They, they did. Yeah, they didn't even make it to the final last year. Right. But <laughs> this year, it came down to what we always wanted it to be, yeah, bragging right. rights between PD and Fire. And Fire won. PD, y'all got to step up your game and start. I don't. I think we got to start bribing some ringers or something to play for <laughs> PD, do. apparently, because <laughs> they just hadn't been doing too well, but... Uh, you know, and Shamon Mesa PD pulling a no-show on us. I don't know what happened there, but yeah. I got to call him out on the air because that's, that's, right. that's just wrong. Pulled a no-show on us. Canceled on us last year. Pulled a no-show this year. You know, Mesa, y'all need to step up your game. <laughs> yeah, we're going to trash talk you every opportunity right. we get now. Um, but anyway, it was a fun day. Great weather. Um, honored that Guardian... Uh, to me, they're always guardian training, but this is their nonprofit side of the house. Um, raised and donated under the shield and gave us a check yesterday for ten thousand dollars, which is a huge yeah. donation for us. And um, but it was it was a lot of fun. Had dogs out and stuff to be adopted, and we all wanted to take one particular one home. <laughs> I was close. I, well, actually, I tried to trade McKenzie. <laughs> I know you did. I did offer. For Jude? <laughs> yes. But, Jude was adopted yesterday. Yeah, and we were happy to hear that because Jude was just this mild-mannered three-year-old and, you know, part St. Bernard and who knows what else was in him, but he was absolutely gorgeous and then I had my year and three month old German Shepherd, <laughs> Mackenzie. What can we say about Mackenzie? Um, she's getting an e collar today. That's what we can <laughs> Wait, was Jude, uh, were they adopted from the tournament? No, they actually, my wife called them yesterday to ask about him. Right. And, uh, a family came in yesterday. But what, but had they been at the tournament? Because no, there were six been. families I know. that said yeah, they wanted Yeah, that's what we him. asked. And they're like, no, these. They didn't say. We asked them if it was from that. They so. probably saw our Facebook posts with all the Could be. with like, all the pups. May yeah. very well be. And like I said, I was surprised somebody didn't take him home from the tournament. But, um, but yeah. So Mackenzie's gonna uh, that e collar will be delivered today between five and ten, <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, she's gonna she's gonna have a rude awakening in her world right now. Uh, but that's okay. She's she's coming around. She's better. <laughs> she didn't get traded. <laughs> Although I offered, <laughs> so, uh, but no, she really she she actually did really well, especially while her trainer was at the softball tournament. She yeah. was very well behaved. Um, but anyway, we've got a great guest this morning, and something that we uh, had heard about. I heard about it a few weeks ago from actually from a client, and we're just thrilled to hear about it. But we have Justin Rujewitz. Did I say it right? You got it. You got Look it. at me. <laughs> That southern accent didn't mess it up at all. See? I figured I could make about twelve. Never doubted. I figured I could make twelve syllables out of it somehow, because we can take one syllable and make it two or three, like dog. <laughs> you know, so you just never know. But he's a, he's the senior program manager um, of veterans and first responder programs at Higher Ground. And we are just excited to hear about this program because I think this is something we have quite a few clients. Uh, and their spouses that could really use this program. So, Justin, welcome to the show, and we're anxious to hear all about this. Well, thanks so much for having me. And I guess I'd be remiss without saying congratulations to Chandler Fire. We've had several several of their uh, their firefighters come through our program, so oh, wow. I, feel a, I feel a strong connection and love to hear that they uh, they pulled out a win on 
<laughs> and actually, it was Chandler Fire that I did hear about the program through. So that's uh, we got to give them credit. You know, the slab savers, right. they come through every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on. So uh, like you mentioned, I'm uh, the a program manager for, for Higher Ground. Um, and, our, and our mission is to enhance quality of life through therapeutic recreation and education. Um, so we are a therapeutic recreation program. Um, sort of the main the main program that I that I work in is our our week-long program that we um, that we run for our first responders and veterans primarily those who have who have dealt with trauma and, and sort of the the side effects that come along with with those career paths um, but sort of sort of how our program works is we we bring first responders veterans and oftentimes either their spouses or or their supporters out um, to do a wide range of of outdoor recreational activities um, as a means of sort of addressing mm -hmm. those side effects of trauma that I, that I just mentioned. And um, it's just a really neat program, a really oper a neat opportunity to sort of step away from the stress um, that can be associated with those career paths, whether they're still in it or they're, you know, retired. And um, I have to say the whole concept of therapeutic recreation, because Chris Farrar um, was an officer at Chandler PD that was killed here in um, April of 21. And he was one of our stress coaches, and he and I were in the process of him putting together, um, we were calling it, we were trying to come up with a catchy name, but it was basically walking and talking, and it was incorporating hiking because that was something he was into, uh, and taking clients out one-on-one, -on -one, that was one of the things we had wanted to implement. So we're big, big supporters of that concept because it's huge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just, just getting outside, I mean, that is just in and of itself can be so impactful, especially when you're dealing with so much, so much stress that comes along with, you know, being a first responder or, or being in the military, whatever it might be, but just getting outside, moving your body a little bit, just that in and of itself can just be such a powerful. Well, and I think not sitting across in a therapeutic environment, yeah. which is what we try not to have here at Under the Shield and off more of a home environment, but not having to look at somebody and being able to talk, and I'm one of those, my mouth does work better when I'm moving, rather. <laughs> I'm having to learn at my age, because I'm not getting around as well as I used to. I'll be in a walker, according to these people, before long. <laughs> um, but there is something about not having to look someone in the face and feel like you're being analyzed, mm -hmm. but you're out walking and talking with a friend, even. So yeah. anything yeah. outdoors is outstanding. Absolutely. Yeah, I would say that just sort of the conversations that I've I've you know, gotten the privilege to have with, with some of our participants, you know, floating on a raft down the river or sitting mm -hmm. on a ski lift is, is incredible. Yes. So I, I absolutely agree. It is, it is a, an ideal environment for that sort of thing. So this is a six day outdoor adventure type thing, right? Yeah. And what kind of stuff do you have planned for those six days? What, what all does it encompass? It's it's a lot. So right now we're running about 30 of these six day programs every year. And so those those 30 programs, they all all look pretty unique. I mean, we're doing everything from skiing and snowboarding during the winter time, ice climbing. Um, Count me out there. That ain't happening. <laughs> That's not one I'd sign up for. OK, go ahead. <laughs> but we've got we've got something for everyone. So, you know, in the warmer months, we're doing rock climbing, mountain biking. We've even got um, we do some partner dance. Did some like ballroom dance style programming. Oh, Joelle, that's you and me. We need yep. to go. <laughs> there you go. It's so much fun. But yeah, we we really do try to offer a variety of those sorts of activities so that, you know, people can find something that that feels like it'll be a good fit for them. Hmm. And so on these programs, we sort of expose it. They don't need to have um, experience coming in. So like, you know, we're about to run um, a skiing and snowboarding program for our first responders here in a couple of weeks. You know, you don't need any experience coming in. We're going to take care of that. We're going to have instructors there for you to teach you, wow. teach you what you need to know. Um, and it really, it, it goes so much beyond that activity, right? We call it, sort of call it the, the you know, the, the method of dangling a carrot. The carrot is, you know, sort of these amazing outdoor recreational retreats. But what we're really focused on is, is getting you around a, an environment where you're comfortable with people who have gone through similar, similar experiences right. and you're able to connect um, and and hopefully you're taking away some skills and tools that you didn't have coming in to to improve your quality of life. 
Yeah, and Sun Valley, Idaho, I hear, is just a horrible place yeah. to have to go. What a punishment <laughs> that yeah, would be. Yeah, yeah you want to stay far, far away from that place. <laughs> and how many, like this one is a first responders couples week. How many can you have? Um, so typically what we look at is seven, seven couples is pretty average for us. We can do up to nine couples as a, is an absolutely full program. So we won't go over that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I would say on average, we'll have seven to eight couples on the, on the retreat with us at a time. And so for that week that's coming up in February, are there still openings for that? Yep. Yep. We've got, we got one or two openings still available. So if you're listening and it sounds sounds appealing you know you can visit visit our, our website highergroundusa.org uh, there's a tab at, at the top for higher or for uh, veterans and first responder programs um, and you'll be able to to apply directly there um, what so are the criteria what what are y'all looking for in that application process so what we're looking for is we work with people who have experienced post-traumatic stress traumatic brain injury military sexual trauma or polytrauma so Really, if you've if you've been in the profession for any number of years, you probably qualify to come on. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. We don't we don't require any sort of diagnoses, letters from doctors. Okay, we don't Good. need to know you know what department you're coming from or talk to that sort of thing. Um, we look for you know verification of service in some in some form. So a veteran that looks like a DD two fourteen. But you know if you've been in the profession, you know we want to we want to serve you if if you feel as though you could benefit. Um, from from services that that are looking to impact your mental health, so um, that's that's really who we're looking for to bring on these programs. And like with this one coming up, do they have to be married, or a single person can come also? So for this one, on our couples retreat, we want you to be in a relationship. You don't okay. have to be married, but you know, in a in a in a committed relationship at least. So um, you know, most of our couples that are signed up for this one are married. We've got, you know, one that's that's in a long term relationship. But yeah, if you've got if you've got a partner, then we want to bring you both on because, you know, as we sort of touched briefly before we got on, it's it, it's just as much to us about supporting those spouses and that support network yep. um, as it is our our first responders and veterans, because there's there's a lot of um, you know secondary effects that come along with hmm. with supporting somebody who's who's in these kind of sort of service roles. So do you have a week sometime projected this year for those that are single? I'm thinking I know there's a client we have here at Under the Shield that uh, is not in a relationship, not married, younger, hadn't been in the job all that long, but is there an opportunity for someone like that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So on that, on our website, um, you can you can sort of see all of our uh, programs that are upcoming. Okay. Um, we kind of do it by season. So right now you'll be able to see sort of all of our winter, maybe early spring programs. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there's a good mix in there, you know, kind of alternating between whether it's a couple's programs or it's uh, for a singles single. And, you know, even even on those singles programs, a lot of the time, you know, we, we still encourage them to to bring along a supporter on some of those events so Good. if you've got if you've got a battle buddy somebody that works with you at the department or you know maybe it's another relative um you know we've had uh moms and dads or or even children join us on on some of our our programs as sort of kind of supporting that that full network of uh, other participants that come on our trips so give us an idea of what the six days looks like so this one coming up is about snow skiing how many days are skiing how many days yeah. what else is going on yeah so so like you mentioned it's a six-day program mm -hmm. um and there's a travel day on on each end of that so really we're looking at four true programming days um i, I definitely want to mention this is a, a totally free of cost program we cover travel from from anywhere we're gonna we're gonna bring you out from the time that you leave your door to, um, to the time that you make it back there we're covering all those costs so uh, you've got a travel day we'll, we'll fly you out to the the uh, program location you know you're welcome to drive if you're close by uh, that first day is really is really pretty simple we just want to get you in get you rested up we'll do some quick introductions that sort of thing um, until we get into the bulk of the programming so um, of those four days, like on this, you know, we can use this uh, snow sports one as an example. Three out of those four days are going to be our skiing or snowboarding uh, days. Um, on most of our trips, you'll see us do an, an off day activity. Mm -hmm. And that's really just to mix things up, mix the week up a little bit, especially if you don't have experience, you know, doing any sort of skiing or snowboarding. 
Yeah, you might be a little sore after a couple of days. So we want to, we want to give you Bam. a day off on that third day. Hit that uh, tree, yeah, kind of happens sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yep. we're gonna, you know, we're gonna do everything we can to keep you safe and, and upright. But you know, it just falls happen. You know, yeah, just like in life. So, um, you know, we'll, we like to incorporate some off day activities. So on this one, um, typically we'll do some uh, like snowshoeing, Nordic skiing. Uh, sometimes we get to do sled hockey, which is never heard of it look it oh, up yeah. it's an amazingly fun activity yep. to do so um we we try to throw a variety kind of activity into our week just to mix things up and expose people to something else that you know maybe they haven't done before and it sort of blights their fire and and motivates them to to incorporate that back home yeah i'm envisioning all of our stress coaches going up and doing this laughter would be <laughs> the healing part of that oh, if, yes. if it were all of us crazy people up there trying to do this uh for sure oh, yes. Um, yeah, and, and that's really a foundation of this. You know, we are we want to have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, there can certainly be some heavy topics that that are brought up, and and people are looking for support for, and 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 absolutely we want to be a space to provide that. But I would say ninety percent, ninety five, up to ninety nine percent of the time, we are just having a blast. We're going to do some really fun things, uh, have some really amazing adventures that that hopefully create memories that'll that'll last a lifetime. Well, and the thing that caught my attention on this was thinking about that uh, and the laughter is, you know, I think too many times when people are diagnosed PTSD by the mental health world, they become victims to it and they go even almost to a darker place and think laughter isn't that's no longer (laughs) in their vocabulary. And they need to know this. This isn't a permanent diagnosis of dark days and gloom and doom. This you find your new normal whatever that is. And it can yeah. it can be as good, if not better, sometimes in certain situations with people learning from it. And then as we do it under the shield, the stress coaches have all been there. So now they're giving back uh, and we call it finding purpose in your pain leads to healing. Yeah. And so to me, that would just be huge. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm interested. How do y'all pay for all this? <laughs> And we are we are blessed to be surrounded by some amazing donors. Um, so we started in Sun Valley, Idaho, um, where this this upcoming event is taking place. That's where our headquarters is, lo- our main office is located. Um, and we've been there since the late 90s. It started as an organization, as an adaptive sports organization, really just providing resources uh, for those in the community um, that may have been a little bit on the outside, those with disabilities, and, and really wanted to provide um, a space for them to, to experience recreation. So, um, you know, we've been in that community a very long time, and, and, and through that, we've built some really great relationships um, with individual donors, with organizations like the Sun Valley Resort, who, um, who help, you know, support these sort of trips. Um, and, and as we've grown over time, you know, we've just been able to extend that reach. Now, um, we're somewhere split sort of 50, 50, as far as our individual private donors go and, um, and grant money. So we, we receive, um, a pretty sizable, uh, grant from, um, from the VA to do some of these programs. So, right. um, you know, we're really fortunate to, to be, to be blessed with, with the means to, to run these programs, you know, and I, and I hope that's a message that resonates with with your listeners that there's people that care. Yes. You know, it, it can feel isolating at times and and like no one understands. But um, you know, there's organizations like like Higher Ground and and others out there that really want to just pour into you and support you for for everything that you've done for us. And how many years have y'all been doing this? Uh, since the late night, we're we're about to pass passing twenty year twenty five years here. So awesome. Um, we've been around for for quite a while. Um, sort of refining this program. So um, I hope that's reflected in, in our event. And I hope, you know, that participants coming through get to see that that this really has been developed over a long period of time and that um, we've sort of trying to do everything we can to perfect the experience that they have when they're with us for those six days. Now, after the the you you spend the, the week-long trip with you guys, is there follow-up from you guys? Yeah. Or is there, do you guys have some type of, like outreach type thing that you in different locations where people that have attended can come gather again together. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's a there's sort of a handful of things that go into that. Um, I would say the first thing is we commit to a three-year follow-up. So we're going to be, we're going to be in contact with you over the, over the three years following the program that you come on. Um, and, and that, that is, is mostly through, through emails, phone calls. We've got a, we've got, um, a staff member who's dedicated to, to that follow-up program, checking in on people to see how they're doing and seeing how we can continue to support them after they've come through our program. Hmm. Um, 
One of the other things, and it's actually a newer initiative that that we've kind of built up over the past couple of years, uh, we call it CREW, our Community Resiliency Unit. So basically what that is, is that uh, participants who come through our program, who really buy into what we're doing um, and the mission of Higher Ground, um, can then partner up with Higher Ground in their home communities. And we're going to partner with them and support them doing sort of recreational um you know, events in their home community to continue supporting first responders and veterans. Um, so we've actually got that going on in your your guys's location. Um, so you know, after participants leave, they can be connected with these um, uh, different units around the country to to continue continue the mission, continue you know, sort of the those efforts of community reintegration that that we focus on. Um, the last thing is uh, those who who do go through our program are also eligible to come back as sort of a, a peer support role. Okay. Um, so so those that that really feel dedicated to the mission, you know, if they want to get involved in that, they can connect with us. And, um, you know, on this on this uh, snow sports program we've got coming on, uh, we've got a gentleman who came through um, our program. It's been probably probably two years ago now with with his wife and just. Uh, it was a great experience for him. He's brought bought into that, and and he's just such an asset for for us to bring back to then help support, you know, the 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 next iterations of, of participate participants coming through our through our events. I'm sure some of our listeners are wondering too: is there a like a group therapy component in that week? And are we talking with licensed mental health or peer support? And is there documentation? What's going on? Yeah, so let me I can kind of break it down even a little bit further. Um, so sort of what our day looks like. We start our mornings um, with what we call our mindful mindful movement. Mm-hmm. And what that is, is we're going to introduce a variety of modalities throughout the week that sort of get your, get your minds and bodies ready for the day. Um, you know, one of the things that we found is just people that have experienced trauma, we want to get them back into their bodies. Um, so we're going to do things like yoga, mindfulness, meditation, those sorts of things in the morning. Um, a lot of times that's some of the most impactful things that people take away from our events that maybe, maybe they're listening to this like, yeah, I don't know, not for me, but it's, <laughs> it's a short little, like 45 minutes in the morning to, mm-hmm. to throw you in a, a kind of exposure to some different things. And a lot of people walk away like, wow, I'm, I'm going to keep, keep this going. Um, we'll do group breakfast together and then we'll get out for the activity of the day. Um, whatever that might be, that takes up kind of the bulk of the day. Um, after that activity is over for the day, uh, we'll come back to, you know, where we're staying at. And, and we do have a group, um, at the, at the, towards the end of every day. Um, these groups are, they're not clinical, Good. right? So, so our, our staff, you know, we have a variety of, um, certified therapeutic recreation specialists, mm-hmm. you know, those that are, that are trained specifically in therapeutic recreation, um, others who, who just have, have a love and sort of a background in that world. I'm one of those people that just sort of fell into this and, and, and fell in love with the mission and what we're doing. I'm, uh, in the military myself. So people that relate to what you're going through, mm-hmm. and this is really just a discussion to connect with other people who are going through the same things, have an opportunity to see it, man, I'm not, I'm not alone in this, that there's other people out there struggling with the same things. Sure. And, and if I can see myself in them, then, then maybe that feels like we're in this together and, and, and I'm a little bit more, um, you know, equipped to take on these challenges. So, uh, we've got a, a theme of each day. So that sort of guides our discussion, um, around you know certain certain topics but it's it's an opportunity to share it's all you know we call it challenge by choice mm-hmm. and it and that applies to to these groups as well um that you share where you're comfortable with but again it, it really comes down to sort of creating connections and just sharing your experience and, and helping others leave with a with a tool chest that's a little bit bigger than what they came in with do you always keep the couples together or do you ever split them up even so typically on a couples uh, on a couples program the first day will be split. So we'll have a group of just our, you know, first responders, veterans, service members in one group, and then we'll have their supporters in the other. And that's done pretty intentionally on the first day is one, we want you to get connected with the other people that are sort of in that, in a similar position that you are coming into the program mm-hmm. and be able to relate to, to what each other's going through. And I think that's so powerful, especially for our spouses and supporters to be in a group, uh, you know, of other people who, who who understand what it's like to be on the on the supporting end of someone who's in the service? So um, it's really impactful to sort of do those that first group separate. Um, day two is a little bit more flexible. Sometimes they'll be uh, separate. 
Other times we'll bring the group back together at that point, but for the remainder of the week after that, definitely by day three and four, uh, we're together uh, in one big group. On that first day, because I'm thinking I've got quite a few couples who are both first responders mm-hmm. uh, to law <laughs> enforcement married, then then what? Do they have the choice of, yeah, of splitting yeah. off as one of them being a spouse or whatever? Yeah. And we're pretty flexible. And, and, you know, oftentimes our staff is just, we, you know, we've got a pretty good idea of, you know, we're talking to people at before they're coming on the trip, doing our sort of own, own assessments and, and sort of sussing out what makes the most sense. Um, so oftentimes we'll, we'll split the couple. So sometimes that looks like a pretty even like, you know, service member and supporter, but you're right. There's a lot of those that maybe are dual military, dual first responder. Um, so sometimes it gets split along gender lines. Sometimes it just, you know, deporting on 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 what's your main role in in sort of that relationship, but we'll find some way to make where you know make it make sense where where each person gets an experience to sort of um, look a little bit outside of their relationship for support and, and be in a in a unique supportive environment like that. What if you're dealing with a couple where one has a substance abuse issue, typically alcohol or porn or whatever, um, but they aren't. They haven't gone and gotten treatment. Yeah. You know, how do y'all deal with those situations? And I'm not yeah. saying that somebody's going to sneak alcohol in there. That's a whole nother subject. But sure, if- sure. And so a couple of things on that one. You know, we are a dry program. So I think that's something to know kind of coming into our sure. program that there's not going to be alcohol provided. Good. And, you know, that's done pretty intentionally. You know, I'm, as I'm sure a lot of people know that that that's one of those things that that you know, some people may be struggling with, it's, it's really prevalent, you know, in our sort of professions. Um, but we want to make sure that this is an inclusive space for for our people who have gone through treatment, who are, who are, you know, walking through sobriety. So and, and make sure that that's a supportive environment for them. So we don't include that on our program. But at the same time, we meet people where they're at. Okay. You know, if you're in a place where you feel comfortable of, of coming on this program, and it's a it's a good fit for where you're at, uh, we're going to meet people where they are. And, you know, this is not this is not a get fixed quick program. You know, we don't pretend to be um, a clinical, you know, sort of program. That's not what we're here for. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're hoping to just move the needle a little bit. You know, if we can if we can take people coming in that are that are hurting, um, that, that are feeling a little bit lost, maybe just looking for some additional resources or, you know, maybe you're just looking to experience something new, get outside your element. You know, we we see compassion fatigue burnout all the time. So it's a neat experience for that. Um, so we're going to, we're just going to be uh, a supportive place to land, love on you really well and, and provide you a, a pretty amazing experience. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got, I think you're going to have an influx of some under the shield people coming over the year. <laughs> Is everything always in up in Idaho or you do them in different parts of the country? No, no. Yeah. We're spread out across the country. So, you know, we do have quite a few programs that happen in Idaho just because that's where we're based out of and have a lot of connections there. But, um, you know, we're running programs in California, Texas, up in the Northeast and in, in New York, um, some places out there, you know, we've even got some trips going in Alaska the past couple of years. So um, there's really just such a wide variety of programs and activities that we do that, you know, hopefully we can we find something for everybody that that interests them. Yeah. I noticed he didn't say Phoenix in August. I don't <laughs> understand. Y- y'all, pretty, y'all don't want to do something in there in the, here in the desert area of the valley in, in Ju- July and August and September when it's a lovely hey, 120 are, degrees. Are, those are the great, great opportunities to get you out of the out of the heat and bring you into the mountains. Somewhere. <laughs> or keep you indoors. Yeah, I think they want you to go outside. <laughs> not go into the air conditioning. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I noticed that. Uh, any any plans for anything in Arizona, even in upstate Arizona or anything? You, you know, we're always we're always open to expanding our programs. You know, that's one of the great things is that that you know we're pretty flexible and as sort of a private you know nonprofit, we're not you know bound by government or any of those sorts of things. We can be flexible. So if an opportunity comes along where there's a partner that you know or an idea of of doing this particular activity in this location. Um, we're always open to those sorts of things and, and, and expanding our reach because that's really what it's all about is, is just expanding services to to these men and women who have uh, so selflessly sacrificed for us. So um, uh, I hope I hope so soon. I would love to see us be in every in every uh, town and place. But, sure. uh, you know, like I mentioned, we've got a, a great connection with uh, Chandler Fire Department. Mm-hmm. Uh, just specifically in your in your community. So as we get more and more folks that come come from your area that that I hope there's, you know, 
connections that are made and that, you know, we can we can start having a footprint there uh, in your area. Sure, sure. And, you know, uh, just for something for you to follow away too, when you do have them come from Chandler Fire, because we are their stress coach provider right. uh, here at Under the Shield through their their charities um, part. So it, they they are some of them are familiar with Under the Shield. We're we're getting in there slowly, but surely. But, yeah, it's a great, great group of people. And yeah. uh, like I said, I think there's a number of couples and people off the top of my head right off, singles, individuals that um, could really benefit right. from your program. And you said children, too. Now, what ages are we talking about that can come? So so typically, you know, we want them to be, you know, appropriate to sit in sort of a group setting where some difficult things are talked about. So typically that's like an adult children, mm-hmm. um, you know, those are that are around, you know, I think. Some of the youngers that, that we've seen, 17, 18, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, historically, we have done some family type programming where it, it's more directed at families, especially for those uh, with younger kids. But uh, sort of specifically for these type of events, um, we want to make sure that that it's a, you know, a place where where children can be exposed to the tough, tough and harsh realities mm-hmm. that, that come along with with the profession. Sure. Um, well, and I think they have their own realities of it. Joel, our producer, is actually the um, son of a police officer here at Chandler who mm-hmm. died in January of 21 from COVID. He was the first line of duty death attributed to COVID in 21. And he works with our teenagers of first responders because that isn't always an easy, easy thing to be as a kid of a cop, especially. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I grew up. My my father is a, a firefighter paramedic, so I grew up in the world. That's that's sort of my connection with the with the first responder community. Of absolutely that that children go through, um, you know, difficult times having having parents be away, being you know dangerous situations, especially the stresses that come along with that. Um, so yeah, absolutely. And if we can, if we have a chance to to serve those individuals with that experience, we we love to do so. Do you ever foresee a teenage uh, retreat solely for first responder kids? Yeah, you know, I think I think it would be a really really neat experience. Um, I can't say that that's in the in the works right now, but you know, we we're we're sort of constantly evolving. Like I mentioned before, you know, mm-hmm. our first responder sort of having. Having serving that population really came about during during COVID, mm-hmm. um, where we were sort of forced to sort of reevaluate how we're running our program. We couldn't be flying in people from across the country during that time. Sure. Um, and so we really looked towards our own communities, and that was always sort of uh, on our minds of wanting to get into that population. So, sort of as we as we you know sort of progress within that community, you know, I would love to see us move move in that direction where where we can support. Uh, family specifically. Joelle, don't you think that would be a, a huge opportunity, especially yeah. for the maybe not below necessarily below 16 or but at least 17, 18, 16, 17, 18, 19 year old? Oh, yeah. I mean, it seems I, I don't really know anything like that that I can really think of outside of until you lose a parent, you right. know, things that cops provide and stuff like that. Right. But I mean, just talking to the the clients that I have, I mean, they get a lot away. Unfortunately, it comes after the death of a parent, but they get a lot away from you know programs like that, or even going to uh, DC and, and and like taking part in those groups and seeing that there's other people like them and go through similar experiences. So I think it'd be something good, especially while the parents are still around. Yeah, you know, <laughs> to kind of talk out some of these things that they see in the house. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I've I got several in mind because all we've ever really had for the teenagers was, you know, almost the extreme right. of yeah. sending them off to wilderness type camps and stuff for long periods yeah. of time. And, you know, this could actually head a lot of those kinds of things off. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, that's that's a really interesting point and, and something that we've we really love about especially serving the first responder community mm-hmm. is is getting what we kind of call it left of bang right before all of these really big things happen. So like our veteran population, we mostly see veterans, people that have have gone through that experience. They're they're sort of suffering the the you know the after effects of 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 that career path. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times with our first responders, we're getting people who are still in the profession, mm-hmm. and, and it's been such a great experience to get people while they're still in it mm-hmm. to provide them resources, so that hopefully we're preventing 
the extremes of those things happening. So in the same way that, you know, I'd love to be able to do this for the children. It's sort of the same, same with our first responders as well as, especially when we get those people who are still in the profession, hopefully we're equipping them to better handle the stresses that come along and maybe prevent some of the, some of the more negative long-term effects um, of dealing with, with trauma and, and, and the job itself. Sure. Um, do you ever have them come back uh, other than coming in a capacity as kind of an alum? Do you ever have them go multiple times? Uh, unfortunately, it is a one-time well, okay. one-time event. It's just sort of the reality of how many people we have on our waiting list waiting to come on sure. an event like this. Uh, but that was sort of one of the one of the things that motivated this crew initiative is so that we can have a more uh, a long lasting touch points with, with these people so that they can continue uh, pouring into these resources um, even after they've attended this, um, this six day event. So what would you say to someone out there who's kind of sitting on the fence about this? I mean, because to me, there's there there is no downside to <laughs> this right. thing I can find out, uh, you know, when you're talking about every, you know, usually it'll be, oh, yeah, well, we can't afford to get to the location or whatever. And I, I know with short staffing, that's going to be issues also. Um, time uh, off, yeah. Yeah, getting that yeah. time off and stuff. But what would you say to them if they're sitting on the fence saying this is this is a little too good to be true because you are dealing with a cynical population now. Remember that. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. You know, I would I would encourage people just just check out our website or our, our social media, kind of see the things that we're doing. It's hard to look at somebody going down, you know, a whitewater rapid or or getting, you know, fresh turns on skis and be like, man, I don't know about that. <laughs> Um, but we really do uh, do some incredible things um, and just know that you're coming into a place that understands what you're going through. Mm -hmm. You know, such a common common thing that we see with people um, who are who are dealing with sort of service service connected um, traumas, injuries, you know, however you want to name it, or just sort of like the identity crisis, the sense of purpose that is lost and, and, the, and the disconnection from community. Mm -hmm. Right. So this is a place where you're going to be around people who who understand what you're going through. You're gonna be with staff who understand what you're going through. All the people that we bring in um, are very intentional. Uh, we give them training. If they don't have that background themselves, where they understand uh, you know, what's, what's happening in your life. So it, it really is a comfortable environment to step into. Uh, you're around friends and we're gonna have, we're gonna have just a blast, a blast while you're there. Um, and one thing that I do want to mention that I haven't before is that we do have um, a mental health provider on, on each one of our programs. Um, so, you know, if you're if you're really in a in a in a tough place mm -hmm. and you need some of that resource, again, this is another free way to access a mental health professional who who is there to support you, sit down and talk with you um, and they're going to help you connect with resources back in your home community. So uh, we really are just just an open place to land. We want to we want to love on you and, and thank you for everything that you've done. Um, and, and this is a really, a really neat way that we found to sort of do that. So, so please come on out, sign up, talk to one of us and, and we'll, we'll be glad to do what we can to get you out on one of our retreats. Is that mental health person documenting? Uh, no, okay. no. So Good. again, this, this all, all is internal. We don't, we don't take notes, Good. you know, your, your name is in our system, but that's again, confidential. We don't share that with anybody. Um, it is completely anonymous, Good. as you would say. So Good. no one at your department needs to know that you're you're on this trip. Um, if you do need support, you know, thankfully, you know, I, I've seen this a lot from Chandler is mm -hmm. that I see some leadership getting getting really supportive of what we're doing so we can provide uh, documentation if you want it. If you if you're really in that place and you do feel supported by your leadership and you want a document that says, hey, I'm doing this retreat specifically aimed at my mental health, we've. Uh, we've seen departments, you know, give give sick time uh, in order to come on this retreat. So uh, we're going to do whatever whatever's best in your unique situation. But, yeah, we're definitely not not documenting and, and keeping notes or, um, you know, okay. going to find its way back to your department if that's one of the things that you're concerned about. Good. Now, is there a way for somebody um, that is interested in going on one of these retreats to look at like a, a calendar for the year to see yeah. when your next events are coming up or or maybe not even specifically what they're doing, but like when it is so that they can plan for something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, the, you know, the best thing, again, is the website, there's a calendar up there. So you'll be able to see sort of the upcoming programs. 
Um, when you do apply on our website, that sort of puts you in the the general pool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say if you're interested at all, just go ahead and sign up, fill out that first application. There's not a whole lot that's there. It's some basic, you know, background demographic info. But that way you start receiving our newsletter and um, things from us that let you know about the upcoming events. Because I know that can be a challenge for especially our folks in the first responder community that need to forecast a pretty right. long ways off about getting time off from work. So that's that would be my recommendation is go ahead, fill out that in first initial application. That way you start receiving messages from uh, from us about about future events. Now, you said like with military, a DD-214 would identify them as military. How do you verify that they really are first responders or have been? And do you yeah, take retirees sort of, or retirees it, also? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's sort of it's it's a new it's a new place for us uh, okay. us right. So we're still trying to figure out the best way to go about that. Uh, but again, we we sort of um, you know take people at their at, at their word and okay. and you know trust that you know that they're they're not going to lead us astray there. So uh, you know that that hasn't bit us yet. So sure. you know as we sort of get get a little bit more solidified um, sort of in this population, then maybe we'll have uh, you know more documented ways of doing that. But again, it's more important to us that that it feels like, you know, I'm not, this isn't going to come back on me in some negative Absolutely. way with my department. Yeah. Um, we'd much rather see people to be able to come in with, with that anonymity to feel like they can be, you know, supported and safe in our in our programs. Yeah, and I think you can pretty much knock it out that if if they say they're coming through under the shield, that we, we, <laughs> yeah. we're going to know if, if they legit or they not legit uh, for sure. Because, uh, again... Um, it, it just always seems we've never had to doubt that the people that we deal with are true first responders. We right. don't call departments and verify or ask for badges or IDs, although that might be fun to kind of do with some occasionally. Show me your badge. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so I think if, when because uh, I think you're going to hear some of ours coming through mm-hmm. your program for sure. Uh, what is is there an opportunity? Do you have alums that if they want to talk specifically to someone who's been through the program, is there an opportunity to connect them with them? Yeah, we can absolutely do that. Um, so sort of, I guess, a little bit more clarity around the process. So when once you once you apply to our program, once you put the, put in that first first initial sort of application to start receiving program opportunities, you know we're going to reach out to you. We're going to you're going to get a, a a phone call from from one of our staff to sort of talk to you about what you're interested in, what you're looking for, what your goals are, that sort of thing, and and achieving one of our programs. So that way we can match it to to something that's a good fit. Um, and and that if you're looking to talk to somebody who um, who has gone through this before, we're absolutely, you know, more than willing to connect you. A, a lot of times it's going to be those people who are coming through us as peer support that that have kind of fallen into us that, you know, they can sort of give you new, that firsthand knowledge. But that thankfully, there's a lot of people floating around your area that have that have been through our program, at least a handful. So um, it's great that if you've got any folks in your area, um, I know quite a few people over at Chandler that, that I'm sure would be happy to happy to talk to you about about what we're doing out here. Sure. Absolutely. Um, any anything else you got on your mind, Tom? You're thinking about this um, is just amazing. I know this is probably <laughs> one of the best. <laughs> like you said earlier, it sounds a little too good to be true. Yeah, this is one of the um, best things because everything we've heard about always seems to be like a three day, and I'm not sure how you do right. much in three days with travel, even and yeah. and then you got to pay to get there, and it's only once or twice a year, and that kind yeah. of stuff. This sounds like there's so many other opportunities. Right. I, I think the the big thing that we need to get out to our listeners, if they want to try to get part of this event in February here, yes. they need to get on the ball. They need to get on the website. They need to. Yeah. What's the deadline for that? Um, again, pretty flexible. I mean, we're okay. as long as we've got enough time to, to get your information and get you a flight purchase, you know, you know, we've done as, as late as, you know, a couple of days before the event. Okay. But, that's not to say, please, please, please. <laughs> Don't wait. Actually, yeah, and cops know. are bad about. It. They're going to do things at the very last hour. Yeah, and, but don't don't feel discouraged too. If this is if the spots are filled by the time time that you get a hold of us or or we can't get you on this one, um, you know we're going to send you future events and, and we promise you that it, it can be worth it, it can be worth the wait. So sure, um, reach out to us. Get on our website. Get to, get an application in. Uh, you can reach out to me directly. Um, maybe I can leave my contact information for show notes or something like that. Sure. Absolutely. um, Yeah. We're going to, we're going to take good care of you and make sure we get you on a program. Hopefully, hopefully in the near future. Wow. Well, 
I can't thank you enough for coming on because, like yeah. I said, this is probably one of the most exciting things because, again, we try to we try to give people the things that keep them from falling in the ditch, you know, having to go to a 30-day, 60-day, 90-day program. And there needs to be more of this type stuff yeah. that helps people because this, to me, I can see a lot of garbage in their psychological garbage can being emptied during something like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. that is huge. And then just build, being able to have a community after the fact, too, Absolutely. that you can reach back out to and stay in contact with. Well, there's no leg- negative label here if you've been to therapy. You went right. on a ski trip. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you went on an adventure. <laughs> I want to know if any of our people down here go on that ice climbing thing because those are people who need to be in my office afterwards. <laughs> I'm going to assess this. I, 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 you know, I'm sorry, but there's crazy and then there's the craziest, and that's probably one of them. But, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we say all of our people are crazy, but they're not mentally ill. There's a difference. <laughs> That's right. Those are our, those are our kind of people. Crazy enough to come on a come on a pretty big adventure with us. I, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I'd like to come watch. <laughs> I, I just want to be an observer on the ice climbing. We'll uh, get you out. We need to get you out, and we'll uh, we'll have a good time. Yeah, I was a figure skater. I kept ice under my feet, not not climbing up it. <laughs> yeah, that yeah that that doesn't sound like a whole lot of things I need to do. But um, you never know, though. Never say never. Uh, but yeah, we will certainly be putting uh, your information out. And do y'all have like poster type things that we could even put here at Under the Shield? Yeah, absolutely. We've got some one pagers. I'm happy to send you some of those sort of documents that you can put out um, that are kind of a, a quick glance resource for people who might sure. be interested. Yeah. Right. Absolutely, yeah. And again, if any of them uh, and, and we don't just work in Arizona, we have clients all over. Actually, we have two stress coaches in Canada as well. Um, and we've had clients from all over because that's one thing COVID did do for us is it made this over Zoom type stuff a lot more accept, uh, acceptable. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, any of any of the first responders, military that come through, uh, feel free to share under the Shields information with them also and their families because that's our population. You're working with everybody we work with. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, that is that is one of the great another great benefit of these programs is. You know, we have a we have a list out. You know, that's kind of a conglomeration of everyone who's come through our program of resources that they've used that's been helpful for them. Mm-hmm. And on program, that's one of the things that we talk about. You know, like what's what's been helpful for you? How have you navigated this thus far? Sure. So people that are a little bit further along in their journey, maybe that are a little bit more connected with resources, um, whether nationally and their in their home community, can share that with people um, who are coming on. Because th- this really, to me, this this doesn't this isn't a space where where we're competing, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I want people to be a part of our program just as much as I want people to be a part of uh, a part of the work that you're doing and, and everybody else there that that's in a space wanting to support um, people who have, who have sacrificed for us. So, yeah, there's so room absolutely. at the table for everybody. We've got a right. lot of first responders and military and families. And when you just lock it up on the license side or just the peer side, you know, there's, there's a lot in between that, that needs to come to the table and we all need to be able to work together. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, again, we thank you for your time for coming on and educating us. We were really excited to hear about this program. And like I said, I think you're going to be hearing uh, people uh, saying, yeah, under the shield um, referred us to you because I've got several off the top of my head that I would love to see come through this year, hopefully, if not the February one. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Ed. You know, that we really appreciate that. These sort of relationships are, are what we're all about at higher ground. And, and we'll be doing the same. We're going to be letting people know who come through us to, to look at your look at your organization and what you're doing. So hopefully we can return the favor there and get push people more your way as well. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as, as the program is growing and stuff, we hope you'll come back on and uh, update us on, on the new stuff and what's going on and how this program is changing, because I think you're going to be uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity for this to go a lot of directions. Yes, yes, and, absolutely. And we we love that. We, we're continuing to expand. We're we're growing pretty quickly right now, which we love. Yes. And the more resources we can provide, that's that's what we're here for. So awesome. Uh, I would love to do that. Well, good. As we wrap things up here at Under the Shield, we just want to remind our audience that we are here 24-7, 365. Uh, when we say anonymous, we mean anonymous. When you call our 
855-889-2348. You notice I didn't say toll free. <laughs> Just a phone number, people, these days. Again, 855-889-2348. If you hit extension 1, you will get a stress coach. Let it ring. It's rolling to the first available one, and we do not have your phone number. We have the number you dialed. Uh, so if you get disconnected from us, you got to call us back because we have no idea who you are, where you are. Uh, if you hit extension two, it'll probably go to my voicemail. Um, and I'm telling you now, I'd rather you text or call me on my cell, which is 334-324-3570. I tell people, sun's up, text me. If the sun's down, call. Uh, if you text after dark, I may not hear it. So just call me. <laughs> uh, you need me at two in the morning, you call me at two in the morning. Do not do what Phoenix Narcotics did and that was call at 2 in the morning, taking bets as to whether I'd answer my phone or not, because I will answer, and it will not go well. <laughs> um, extension 3, you will get our stress coach, David Cohen, in Alabama. Uh, he and his wife, they uh, David's retired from Mountain Brook Fire Department, but he was a fire marshal. Uh, his wife, she was a dispatcher and a police officer. They're both stress coaches with us. Extension 4 is you, isn't it, Tom? It is. Or you could call me on my cell phone or text on my cell phone, which is 480-861-6574. Now, we're assuming that was right. I didn't have his number pulled yeah. up to make sure. It sounded right. Did it sound right? Okay. That's your job, Joel. There was no, no skips in the beads. Or Occasionally, he hesitates and goes, what is that number again? Um, and families, we want you to know this is for you as well. Please reach out to us. You are very much a part of the lifestyle uh, it doesn't have to be about your, your first responder. It could be things that in the lifestyle that are affecting you, your kids, whatever. Uh, we're not a referral source as that you call us and we refer you out somewhere. Um, we deal with it, all of it, every aspect of it. And that's why we're so glad to have programs like Higher Ground now on our tool belt that we can, the things that we can't do, um, then we can get you into programs like this that we certainly see a huge benefit yeah. for because I think this is tremendous. And uh, so we, again, we just appreciate uh, Justin coming on and spending time with us this morning. We want to thank all of our first responders, military uh, veterans, every one of you and your families for the sacrifices that you make. Uh, everyone here at Under the Shield has either done it, been married to it, raised by it, or given birth to it. And we know those sacrifices, and they're huge. And families fall through the cracks on these things. And sadly, we're trying to make that, we're trying to change those things. And so reach out to us, again, on our cells or on the 855 number. Um, but never worry about anybody knowing you've called. You can be Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, whoever. Somebody told me the other day he's probably been all three. <laughs> I said, I can believe that. Uh, but we aren't keeping notes or records and so there's never a fear of this coming back to bite you in any form or fashion. Uh, again, God bless all of you at Higher Ground and what you're doing and the mission you have there. It's amazing. God bless all of you listening. God bless you, your families, and this great nation that we live in. Come back and see us next week.